Hello listeners, thank you for tuning in to Activate God's Purpose, where we yield our humanity to God's divinity. And right now we just ask God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit to take absolute control of this podcast of you and I in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, before Jesus went up to heaven, he said, I will send the one who will comfort you and guide you and teach you all things. And so we are especially asking for the Holy Spirit right now and um, to deliver this podcast today. I really, really, really need the Holy Spirit. So I'm really going to lean into him. Uh, what happened was I woke up this morning and I thought, yeah, let me go read the word of God, spend time in God's presence. And as soon as I started reading, he said to me, I want you to talk about this. And I read it and I thought, what, I don't have any notes. <laughs> you know, you like to study before you present something. Well, sometimes the Holy Spirit doesn't work that way. Um and he's always with us. And that's why we should not speak out of our own strength or eloquence or wisdom. And it's interesting I'm saying that because that's actually what we're going to talk about. Um, so this podcast is called Beyond the Wisdom of Man. Beyond the Wisdom of Man. There's a wisdom that is ancient wisdom. That is God wisdom. That is way beyond our understanding. It is divine, mysterious, purposeful wisdom. It is wisdom that only God has, you know, and um, the only person who can bring us what God is thinking is the Holy Spirit. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, verse 10, he says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of of wisdom. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given to us. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given to us. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what has God freely given to us? Jesus Christ. And all that comes with Jesus Christ. So perhaps there are two audiences today listening to this podcast. One, you are a Christian. You believe in Jesus. You follow him. A Christian is the follower of Christ. Not all the theatrics that's out there today literally means the follower of Christ, Christian. And then you have perhaps someone in this audience who's listening who is not a Christian, could be another religion, could be, well, Christianity is not religion, but you could be in a religion, you could be an atheist, you could be, I don't know, whatever you call yourself. You know, in this new age, there's so many names and terms and philosophies and traditions and theories. I actually cannot keep up with them. So wherever you are in life, wherever you are in life, we're talking about wisdom that is beyond the wisdom of man and wisdom that only God can give. And the person, the way he gives us that wisdom is through the person of the Holy Spirit. And as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, what we have received is not the spirit of the world. 
is not the spirit of the world. So if you haven't given your life to Christ and you decide to, which would be amazing after this podcast, you're not receiving the spirit of the world. You are receiving the Holy Spirit. Mm, You are receiving God himself. Hmm. You are receiving Jesus himself. Hmm. And if you are already a Christian and somehow you've forgotten this, remember that we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Why? So that we may understand what God has freely given us. God does not leave us in the dark. The wisdom of the world will leave us in the dark. The wisdom of the world will leave us beating the air, confused, lost, searching, angry, anxious. But the wisdom of God comes with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says so that we may understand We may understand, as mysterious as God's wisdom is, He has provided us His Spirit, mm, sweet Holy Spirit, to explain things to us, to lead us, to guide us, to comfort us, to teach us. So if you're a Christian, remember that. You know, things happen to us and we forget. And if you're not yet a Christian, meaning the follower of Jesus Christ. It's not a religion. It's not a religion. What God has given us freely is Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ. And and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and you've never been a follower of Jesus the Christ. I want to tell you today that when you follow him, the greatest thing you receive is his spirit, the Holy Spirit, who knows the mind of God and who will walk with you and direct you and be with you. The only thing that will stand between you and the Holy Spirit is your free will because God has given us a free will because God has not made us slaves. He he leaves us to think. He gave us a mind. And so you think for yourself. You read the word of God. You look at the wisdom of the world. You, you can go by the spirit of the world or you can go by his Holy Spirit. The choice is always yours. God, God doesn't force us, right? Then it wouldn't be a relationship. It would be abuse. And God is not abusive, right? So choose you this day whom you will serve, the spirit of God and be filled with, by his spirit or you choose the world and be filled with the the spirit of the world and what has that done for you the spirit of the world what has it done for you what has it done for you Mm. jesus so today I'm, i'm going to i'm not prepared even as i speak to you i'm not prepared to um i'm just going by the holy spirit literally leaning on him and um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1, verse 17, it says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Lest the cross of Christ. Remember, what did God give us? God gave us Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for you and I, that we might have life and life abundantly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then he, he died and he rose again. Gave us the victory over darkness. Gave us the victory over Satan. Gave us the victory over the spirit of this world gave us the Holy Spirit of God. So Paul is the person speaking here and he's speaking to the Corinthian church and these people were dividing the church and quarreling amongst themselves, you know? And Paul asked them, 
He said, is Christ divided? He said, was I crucified for you? Were you baptized in my name? And he said, I thank God I did not baptize any one of you except Crispus and Gaius. If you read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, you'll find that there. And, and that's what we do these days. You know, we put people on pedestals. We, we praise them. We treat them like gods. You know, and Paul is saying, literally, really what he's asking them is, am I Jesus? Am I God? Am I the Holy Spirit? When you go to a church, whether you're a Christian or whether you haven't received Jesus, when you do and you find a church, go to a church where they are preaching Jesus Christ. Go to a church where the Holy Spirit is in charge. Go to a church where God is the Father and reigns supreme. Not where it's pappy show. Not where it's about man. Not where it's about people. And Paul was saying to these people, is this this about me? Did I die on the cross for you? Was I the one who was crucified for you? What is wrong with you? And people lift up pastors. They lift up bishops. They lift up apostles. They worship them. They lift up prophets. You know, oh, God forbid someone's a prophet. That's a whole other level of worship. People, people worship. They people worship instead of focusing on God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You cannot worship the created. You worship the Creator. You worship God. He's a Creator. Right? So Paul is saying to them, you know, like, stop this nonsense. Stop this rubbish. Because why? We're not operating by the spirit of the world. We're not looking up to people. Yes, we're brethren. Yes, we fellowship together. Yes, we help each other. Yes, we teach each other. But we teach each other the word of God. Yes, we talk, we have conversations. But our paramount focus is Jesus the Christ. Yes, we mingle But the spirit amongst us should be the Holy Spirit, not the spirit of the world. What are you becoming? Right? That's why he says in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 17, For Christ did not send me to baptize. So he knew what his calling was. It wasn't to baptize people. It wasn't like John. If you read the book of John, you know, John was sent to baptize people until Jesus came and then he baptized Jesus. He said, but to preach the gospel. He knew what God called him to be. He was called to preach the gospel. He wasn't confused. What are you called to do? If you stay with the Holy Spirit and you don't know your divine purpose in life, if you yield to him, you will find out exactly why God sent you to this earth and what you are called to do. And all the other titles and all the other, all the extra will not move you. You will not be moved by them because you know who you are and you are solid. You're good, you're complete, you're whole. You're not confused about it. Your mind isn't here today, there, tomorrow. You know. Paul knew. He said, I wasn't sent to, be, to baptize people, but to preach the gospel. And then he said, not with wisdom and eloquence. Not with wisdom and eloquence. These days we have been taught and trained, our minds are trained to look at the flashy. Everything is theatrical, everything is flashy, everything is pretentious. If you read the Message Bible, it calls it pretentious nonsense. Pretentious nonsense. Pretentious nonsense. Fake Fake trends, fake trends, things that have no foundations that will sustain people, that will keep them alive, that will take them to heaven, things that have no foundation to keep people sane. Those flashy theatrical things killing people's spirit, killing their minds, killing their souls, killing their bodies, and it's infiltrating into the next generation. 
the the younger the younger generation coming up now oh my goodness the things they see the things they hear the way they talk the way they think the way they see life and they don't know the word of god they don't know this ancient wisdom And we see what's happening to them, the drugs, the addiction. They can't filter anything. They're glass-eyed. Their hearts are empty. Their hearts are hardened. Their souls are empty. They're hungry. And they're getting fed all this trendy stuff, all this stuff, this, the stuff, the, the wisdom of the world, the spirit of the world, infiltrating their minds, infiltrating their spirits, infiltrating their hearts and their souls. And there's no sense of, of honor, of integrity, of shame, of, of, of dignities. It's anything goes, however, whatever floats your boat, whatever makes you happy. And our generation hasn't helped them. We haven't really told them about the Holy Spirit. We haven't told them. But the world, the world, oh, the world, night and day, every second, is feeding them with the spirit of the world. And it's killing them. It's killing them. It's killing the children. It's killing the younger folk. And I'm not that old. Actually, I'm not old. <laughs> I'm saying younger because they're younger than me. And if there's a young person here, if there's someone, you know, actually, the age doesn't even matter. God just cares about your soul, your spirit whoever you are listening to this right now. Get the Holy Spirit. Give your life to Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and put away the spirit of the world. Get into the Word of God. Get into the Bible and God will empower you to see the difference between His Spirit and the spirit of the world and help you to put away the spirit of the world. It's not easy I'm not going to lie to you, but it's possible because he will be with you every step of the way if you mean business. He will be with you every step of the way. And should you fall, he'll pick you right back up, right back up and forgive you. It's actually more difficult for us to forgive ourselves than it is for God to forgive us. But you are forgiven. You are forgiven. Before even you mess up, before you even mess up, you are forgiven. I'm speaking from experience because there are times I did stuff that I just couldn't shake off. I just could not shake off. And it didn't matter how much God told me he loves me and that he's forgiven, forgiven me and forgotten about it. It always came back. Always came back to haunt me. I should have known better. I should know. I know the word of God. Why did I do this? Why did I do that? Why did I behave this way? Why did I act like that? Why did I talk like that? I know better. And it's really painful. It's a very painful experience. So let's go back to beyond the wisdom of man. It says, not with wisdom and eloquence, not showy, not to impress people, not to look good, not for self-praise, not for self-glorification, not for self-aggrandizement. It says, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. It's about Jesus. It's about the cross of Christ. If someone goes out there preaching anything else and being showy and eloquent and pretentious, they take the power out of the cross of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means that the, the, the depth of what Jesus came to do, they make it look small. The power that we have, the power to call upon God's name, mm, the power that heaven bestows upon us, the power of the Holy Spirit that comes with us, the relationship between us, us and God and the Holy Spirit, is because of Jesus Christ, is because he died on the cross 
So when someone goes and preaches differently, when someone goes and preaches as though they are the ones in, in power, as though they are God, as though they, they are Jesus, as though they are the Holy Spirit, as they preach and speak as if all power belongs to them, as if they are so knowledgeable or they're so eloquent and so intelligent and so educated. And they use all these powerful words and vocabulary and showy and people get into soul power. Then that person is taking away the true power. Is taking away from the true power that comes with Jesus dying on the cross for us. They're taking away the true power that only comes from the act of crucifixion that Jesus took on our behalf. It says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So anybody who comes to you with eloquent words, all kinds of human wisdom and philosophy, oh, this, you know, so knowledgeable, you know, they can take a book and tear it apart and take you to a, other, an, a whole other realm of intellectual power, soul power, mind power. Be careful with such people. Be very, very careful. They can even use the word of God to try to, to do that. Be very careful. That's why you must know the word of God for yourself. You have to study the Bible. If you become or if you say you are a follower of Jesus the Christ, you must read your Bible. You must get to know God, get to know Jesus, get to know the Holy Spirit so that no one will come and fool you with the eloquence of words and showy, pappy show nonsense that's out there now. There's the Holy Spirit and there's the spirit of the world. Hmm. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? The philosopher of this age. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. God was pleased through the foolishness. The reason why the Bible says foolishness, it's not because, God, of course, God doesn't think Jesus dying on the cross is foolish. Of course, God doesn't think his word is foolish. Of course, God is not foolish. The word foolishness, there, it's really applying to us because we think that the Bible is foolish. We think that Jesus dying on the cross is a hoax, that that's foolish. We think that Jesus rising from the grave is nonsense. The world thinks that. The philosopher of this age will want you to think that. The pretentious fools of this age will want you to think that. And so what happens is the, the, the spirit of this world makes us think that the things of God are foolish. Science makes us think that the things of God are foolish. Our schools make us think that the things of God are foolish. Our friends, our family, people we mingle with, the world, everywhere we go, they say the things of God are foolish. They point to that. They point to the cross as foolishness. They point to the Bible as stories, as fairy tale. So God says, okay, I'm going to use that foolishness. To preach. I'm going to penetrate that foolishness and I'm going to use the simple things. I'm going to use things that the philosopher of this age, that the teacher of the law, that the so-called wise man of this world, things that appear to be foolish, things that they have declared to be foolish. I am going to take those things such as the cross of Jesus Christ to save people, to save lives. 
I'm not going to come through the wisdom and eloquence of man. No, I'm going to allow my son to be on the cross, crucified. And they're going to tell people that it's a joke, it's a lie. So he takes what they call, Holy Spirit, help me teach this message. He takes what they call foolishness and turns it into wisdom. What they see as foolish is actually God's wisdom. What they see as nonsense and have told us is nonsense is actually the mystery of God. What they've told us are lies are actually the truth of God. What they've told us that we should not listen to about Jesus, the good news, the gospel, is actually what we should listen to. What they've told us to not look up to, which is the cross of Jesus Christ, is actually what we should look up to. They twisted everything, turned everything upside down, and then come with eloquence and all kinds of things to distract us from the mysteries of God, to distract us from the understanding that God can, only God can give us, from the mysteries that only God can reveal to us, to distract us from the wisdom that only God can give to us. And he started giving us that, that, that wisdom has been around before our existence. But in order to save us and to make us understand, he allowed Jesus to die on the cross, sacrificed his son for you and I, so that when we attach ourselves to Jesus, we will gain wisdom that is beyond the wisdom of man. We will gain the Holy Spirit who is not the spirit of this world. The spirit of this world will fool us. The spirit of this world will make us think otherwise. The spirit of this world will, 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 will make us transgress, will make us sin, will take us away from God. The spirit of this world will not reconcile us to God, but the Holy Spirit will reconcile us to God, will take us towards God, will teach us the things of God, will show us the ways of God. And the philosophers of this age the people of this age, the wise men of this age, does not want you and I, they do not want you and I to know this wisdom of God, to know this understanding of God, to get close to the Holy Spirit. Because the more they keep us away from Him, the more they can benefit, the more they can benefit in controlling us, the more they can benefit in getting our monies. And I'm, when I talk about the, the, the philosopher of this age, and the teacher of the law. I'm not just talking about, because, you know, I know someone will say, well, the church does the same thing. People in the church are like that too. Yes, there are churches that behave in such a fashion and unfortunately do not preach Jesus. They appear to, but they don't because it's all about them. But the warning here is don't go by that. Don't follow that. Find a place where Jesus is. There are still few and far between, but there are still places where Jesus is Lord. And ask the Holy Spirit to lead you towards those churches, towards those types of fellowship. It, it, they exist. They do. So back to the message. Um, well, we're still on the message. It says, I'll read again, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? People, you know, they can't comprehend God. They can't understand what he has done. And God has taken the, the, the most, how do I put this? The most unexpected things, if you read the Bible, God has used the most unexpected people powerfully. God has shown his wisdom and his power and his love, his unconditional love. God has shown his authority through the most, through the, the types of people you will never 
comprehend or understand why would God use him? Why would God use her? Why would God use me? Maybe you're asking yourself that question. Maybe God has shown you who you are, but you you can't, there's no way you're like, no, it, it can't be me. It's hard for you to grasp and understand and embrace it. Why? Because the, the philosophers of this world, the laws of this world, right? The spirit of this world has told you that you're not good enough, that God is too holy. You see how they trap you? God, who is, as they put it, too holy to come to you and say, my son, my daughter, is actually coming to you, has come to you, has sent his son to die for you. He accepts you already. He loves you before you even loved him, before you ever heard this message. God loves you. But then the world, the philosopher of this age, the teacher of the law, the wise person of this world will say to you, there's no way you're not good enough. There's no way someone can, God can use someone like you. There's no way God wants you. You see how it works? You see how they fool us? Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. It says, has not God made the, the foolish, has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Everything that they have put together, every system that they have built, you watch God pull those systems down because they are foolishness, because they don't win souls to heaven, because they don't bring people to Jesus, because these systems only destroy people. It only makes people arrogant, intellectual arrogance. It only makes people self-centered. It only makes people self-seeking. But God in his foolishness, God, God comes in. Where, when people tell you, 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 you got to hate, God says, no, you have to love. When people say to you, hit back, God says, no, don't avenge. Pray for those who hate you. Pray for those who don't care about you. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who mock you. You see the opposite? So he makes their ways foolish. And then they try to make his way foolish by telling us that Jesus is not real. Can I tell you that a lot of them know that Jesus is real? But misery likes company. So because they choose to not accept him. They want as many as they can pull to themselves to follow them and not accept Jesus as well and not enjoy the relationship between God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit that you can have with him, that I can have with him. Hmm. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. The world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. People see preaching as foolishness. People see what I'm doing now, talking about Jesus is foolishness. You go out there and you talk about Jesus, they see it as foolishness. It's a spirit of the world. And through compassion and forgiveness, you have to keep speaking the word to them. And they, people become so caught up in the wisdom of the world that they don't know him. That even though they, there's, there's, a, there's a sense that God exists, there's something in the back of their minds, there's an instinct. They choose to not know him. In other words, they choose to not have a relationship with him. They choose to turn away. They choose not to go deeper and, and find out who this God is. But there's an awareness, there's an instinct. Don't be fooled by them. There's an awareness that God is real. There's an awareness that Jesus is real. It says, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. The world through its wisdom. So they have all these philosophies and all these traditions and signs and everything and all these accompli accomplishments and accolades and trends and fashions of man. 
the way people talk now, the way people behave now, right? What does it do? It buries, it takes us away from knowing God. That's why it says they did not know him through the, the world's wisdom. They did not know him. We're looking at everything else. We're focusing on everything else but God. How do you get to know a being? So they know he exists. But they don't want to yield and surrender to him to know him. So the Bible says God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached. So since they had that attitude, God said, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the foolishness of preaching. <laughs> I'm going to use the foolishness of teaching. I'm going to use the ones who will stand up, who are not ashamed of Jesus Christ, who are not ashamed of the cross, who are not ashamed of my name. And it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they come from, what their religion was, or what their religion was not. It doesn't matter their skin color. It doesn't matter whether they went to college or not. It doesn't matter whether they were drug addicts or alcoholics or prostitutes or thieves. It doesn't matter what they were. I'm going to use those. It doesn't matter if nobody knew about them. It doesn't matter if they were not a household name. It doesn't matter if they're not on a global platform. It doesn't matter if they're not an executive director or known by the world and you know, and, and have great titles. It doesn't matter. I will use anybody because they're my creation, because they came from me and I created them with purpose, divine purpose. And if they yield to me, whoever they are, wherever they are, whoever you are, wherever you are listening to this podcast, God will use you. He will take the foolishness. The world might look at you and think, oh, but she was a prostitute. Oh, but she was a whore. Oh, but he was a thief. Oh, but he was a murderer. Oh, but he was a, she was a gossip. Oh, but he was a drunkard. But they're drug addicts. But they were on crack cocaine, heroin, whatever it is that they've labeled you as. And the labels could be true. They could be true. There's no denial here. But you don't have to remain that way. And you don't have to remain under the condemnation of man. God will use you what they call foolishness, what they call unworthy, what they call something to be seek. Oh, God will take you and use you if you believe in Jesus the Christ. And he will use that foolishness because they will see it as foolishness to save you and to save others, the preaching of his word, the preaching, the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel. I'm just going to read from another version, if I can find it. The same 1 Corinthians um, chapter 1. I'm going to read, uh, God help me, yes. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, the message say, Bible says, God didn't send me to collect a following for myself, but to preach the message of what he has done. Collecting a following for him. And he didn't send me to do it with a lot of fancy rhetoric of my own, lest the powerful action at the center, Christ on the cross, be trivialized into mere words. The message that points to Christ on the cross seems like sheer silliness to those hell-bent on destruction. But for those on the way of salvation, it makes perfect sense. This is the way God works, and most powerfully, as it turns out, it turns out powerfully. See, they are hell-bent on destruction. They are hell-bent on doing what they want to do. And they want to take you, they want to take us down with them. And you have to say no. 
Why? Because God will use the foolish things. They call us foolish because we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe that God can wash us with the blood of Jesus and cleanse us and forgive us our sins and raise us up as messengers, not messengers, not messengers who come with eloquence and division and to prove a point, but messengers who are foolish enough to believe in Jesus the Christ, who are foolish enough to remain humble and yielded to him, who are foolish enough to be used by his Holy Spirit, who are foolish enough to, 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 to neglect, to reject the spirit of the world and embrace the Holy Spirit. Foolish enough to preach the gospel of Jesus the Christ because that's who it's about. That's what it's about. Not the eloquence of man. In 1 Corinthians um, chapter 2, verse 1 to 5, it says, And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's all about Jesus. It came, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. Paul was scared. How was he going to deliver this message of Jesus the Christ? How was he going to allow himself to look foolish and to be used, quote unquote, foolishly by God to these people? He says, I came to you in weakness with great fear, great fear and trembling. He was scared. He was afraid. He says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. In our world today, we're taught to use all kinds of persuasive language to convince people to convince people about things that are not true or half-truths, to lie to people, to make them see things one way when they are another way. That's what they do to us. That's what the spirit of the world does to us. They fool us. We're blindsided. And when we fall, they're not there to catch us. He can, Paul continues to say, so my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. That is the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit's power. I didn't come to just talk to you. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to demonstrate, ah, the power of God. So that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. I'm just going to read that from the, um, from the message version. The first version I read to you was from the NIV, New International Version. Let me read that same scripture from the message version. And we're still on 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 to 5. It says, You'll remember, friends, that when I first came to you to let you in on God's masterstroke, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches. I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophy. I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First, Jesus and who he is. Then Jesus and what he did. Jesus crucified. I was unsure of how to go about this and I felt totally inadequate. So you're feeling inadequate, but God is saying you're good enough. Paul was feeling inadequate. He said totally inadequate, but God said, yep, I want you, 
You go tell them about Jesus. Go tell them about Jesus, who he is. You go tell them about Jesus, what he did. You go tell them about Jesus crucified. And Paul said, I felt totally inadequate. He said, I was scared to death. I was scared to death. Being a Christian, if you are a true follower of Jesus, it is a scary thing in this world today. It is scary. To even mention the name of Jesus in a conversation, it is scary. That's why when you stand for him, God backs you up all the way. He backs you up all the way because it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And the wisdom of this age, this new age, this world that we live in, to preach Jesus the Christ, what he did, who he is, and Jesus crucified. Oh my goodness. It takes a lot. He says, I was scared to death. He said, if you want the truth of it. And so nothing I said, I'm sorry. I was scared to death if you want the truth of it. And so nothing I said could have impressed you or anyone else. But the message came through anyway. Why? Because God will take the foolish thing to demonstrate his power. God's spirit and power did it. That's Paul talking still. God's spirit and power and God's power did it. Which made it clear that your life of faith is a response to God's power. Not to some fancy mental or emotional footwork by me or anyone else. God's spirit and power God's spirit and God's power did it, which made it clear that your life of faith is a response to God's power, not to some fancy mental or emotional footwork by me or anyone else. God is not in the noise and the showiness. God is not in the condemnation and, 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 the, and, and the judgment. God is not in, 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 in the soulish power. God works through his spirit. So if you're here today and, 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 and you're a Christian and you're just disillusioned and you don't know who to go to, where to go to, go back to God. Go back to the Bible. Go back to the Holy Spirit. And if you're not a Christian, and you're looking at all that's going on in the churches, you're looking at all that's going on in the world, in your family, at your job, and you're thinking, who do I turn to? Who do I believe? Believe the word of God. Believe the foolishness of God. Because it is wisdom beyond the wisdom of man. It is wisdom beyond the wisdom of man. The foolishness of God is wisdom beyond the wisdom of man is a mystery that man cannot comprehend or live up to. We need the Holy Spirit. Finally, let's read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. It says in the NIV version, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature. The mature are those who have come to Christ, are those who have heard about Jesus and have accepted him and received him. He says, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. All these, all these people, all these things, all these worldly systems, they are coming to nothing. Believe it. They are coming to nothing. He says, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature. You are mature if you are able, if you allow yourself, if you give your life to Christ. And you allow the Spirit of God to fill you. And you begin to read the Word and you begin to receive the things of God. And you begin to realize that they're completely opposite from the Spirit of the world. That's when spiritual maturity kicks in. That's when you can receive the Word of God and embrace it. You're becoming spiritually mature. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age. We don't talk about the wisdom of this age. We don't preach science. We don't preach Jesus not in our schools. We don't preach 
All the stuff that's going on now, we don't preach this stuff. But not the wisdom of this age. Not the wisdom of, I, of horoscopes and new age. Not the, the wisdom of fa fashion that leaves people half naked, unashamed. Not the wisdom of what we hear in, in the music these days. Not the wisdom of what is happening on what we see on Instagram, on TikTok. The stuff that people are putting out there. We're not coming to you with that kind of wisdom. Not the wisdom of your job or your title or your family tradition. But not the wisdom of this age or, the, or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. They rule over us with the wisdom of man. They rule over us because they're power thirsty, they're power hungry. They rule over us for their own benefits. Only God knows what they're concocting now, sitting in some room, talking about what they're going to do to the world, pushing the buttons of the world, lying to us. But the Bible says they will come to nothing. The philosophers of this age, the traditions of this age, the systems of this age will come to nothing. Because there's wisdom that is beyond the wisdom of man. And that is the wisdom that will stick. That is the wisdom of God. That is the wisdom that comes only from the Holy Spirit, not the spirit of the world. He says, no, in verse 7, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been... Mm -hmm. No, no. We declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. Before time began. You and I talk about time. God existed before time began. We are the ones who are focused on time. We're the ones who have time in our world. God doesn't exist in time. It says before time began. Time was created for man, not for God. Before time began, God had hidden wisdom, hidden wisdom for us who believe. And, that, and God destined for our glory. See, so there's a glory for you. Hold on to God. Hold on to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Yield to him. Yield to the Holy Spirit. There are hidden secrets just for you. There's a hidden glory that God has destined just for you. So hold on. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Verse 8, none of the rulers of this age understood it. They can't understand it. Their science can't understand it. The teachers can't understand it. Our bosses can't understand it. Our colleagues can't understand it. Our families can't understand it. Our friends can't. Un oh my goodness. Mmm. Only the people who come back to God, who come back to their creator, who choose to be mature spiritually, to find out the things of God, to find out the quote-unquote foolishness of God, will understand this, that there's a glory for them and that none of the rulers of this age understand that. They don't know that. They don't get it. And even if they get it and they are aware that it's there, they don't want it. They want to continue ruling in this world, on this earth. Don't allow them to take you down with them. I don't care how fancy and eloquent and intellectual and intelligent and reasonable and logical they appear to be. Don't allow them to take you down with them. Because they're the ones who are foolish, not God. They are the ones who are twisted, not God. They are the ones who are full of pretentious knowledge, not God. Jesus dying on the cross was not foolishness. It was deep, mysterious wisdom. And hidden in that deep, mysterious wisdom is a glory that God has destined for you. So you choose this day. The glory that God has destined for you, even though you might not see it now or understand it now or it might not look like it or you might not look like it, but there's a glory that God has destined for you. You could choose that or you can choose the so-called wisdom of this world, which is absolute foolishness. 
And it's all coming down. It's all coming down. You can choose the spirit of this world. It's all coming down. It's all coming down. Or you can choose the hidden glory that God has for you. It might appear to be slow in coming to you. It might appear confusing at first, but stick with the Holy Spirit. Hold on to the Holy Spirit. Talk to God. He will show you. He says, those who seek him diligently. He says, those who seek him diligently will find him. And God does not lie. He says, none of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The Lord of glory is Jesus. They didn't understand God's plan. They thought God's plan was foolishness. They thought the cross, and they talked, told people that the cross is foolishness. They didn't understand. So people in this world are going around thinking that these rulers of this world, these systems, these philosophers of this age, these scientists, these, tradi these traditions of this world, people are going around believing them, these experts and professionals. And yet... There's a glory that is hidden for each and every one of us through the cross of Jesus Christ. So while someone is telling you that the cross of Jesus Christ is foolishness, in actual fact, in that cross lies the glory, the hidden glory that you need, that the world needs. Science has helped the world. Philosophers have helped us think. Teachers teach us. Our families teach us. We, we find knowledge in so many different places. And not all knowledge is bad. But we should not idolize the knowledge of this world. We should not idolize the knowledge of, of people. We should not idolize the systems of this world. We should not idolize the people of this world and the trends and fashions. No. We should yield ourselves, humble ourselves to find out this foolishness of God. Find out about the cross of Jesus Christ. Find out about who Jesus is. Find out about Jesus, what he did. Find out about Jesus crucified. There lies your glory. It's wisdom beyond the wisdom of man. You want wisdom? That's wisdom right there. That's wisdom right there. So in closing, let me read the message version of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. It says, We, of course, have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you once you get your feet on firm spiritual ground. You see, you have to get your feet on firm spiritual ground. You have to turn away from the spirit of the world Invite Jesus into your life and receive the Holy Spirit so that you can stand on firm spiritual ground. Then he says, but it's not popular wisdom. It's not popular. It's not the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts that will be out of date in a year or so. God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of his purposes. You don't find it lying around on the surface. It's not the latest message, but more like the oldest, what God determined as the way to bring out his best in us long before we ever arrived on the scene. The experts of our day haven't a clue about what this eternal plan is. If they had, they wouldn't have killed the master of the God-designed life on, on, the, on a cross, they the master being Jesus. They wouldn't have killed him if they really understood. I'm just going to read that one more time. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6-8. to eight. We, of course, have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you once you get your feet on firm spiritual ground. See, if you're going to a church or you're with Bible-believing uh, believers, that's what should be happening. 
wisdom from the Bible, wisdom from the Holy Spirit, wisdom from heaven, from God, from Jesus should be passed on to you to grow you spiritually. He says, but it's not popular wisdom. It's not the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts that will be out of date in a year or so. You all know the trends. These high-priced experts. This expert comes and says, go this way, and we pay all that money. And then another expert says, no, no, it's this way, and we pay more money. And then we go that way. Oh, no, there's another expert who says, and then we pay money towards that. And they get wealthier while we get poorer. God forbid. And we become more confused, God forbid. And we become tired and lost and our souls are aching and hungry while they're getting wealthier. You see how this works? You see what they do to you and to me? But it doesn't have to be this way. We can yield to the Spirit of God. We can yield to Jesus. We can yield to God so that people don't blindfold us like this. God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of his purposes. God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior, deep into the interior of his purposes. God has a divine purpose for you. Allow him to activate that purpose. He says you don't find it lying around on the surface. You don't find, God's wisdom is not cheap. You don't find his wisdom lying around everywhere in the marketplace with some expert. You didn't pay for Jesus to die on the cross. How much are you going to pay for that? How much can I pay for that? He's not some lying expert, high-priced lying expert who we have to pay. No, he freely, freely gave his son to die for you and I. Freely gave us the Holy Spirit. He says, it's not the latest message, but more like the oldest. The message of Jesus the Christ, the message of the gospel, is not the latest message. It's not the latest trend. It's not the latest fashion. It's not the latest science or the latest expert who said or professional who said, no, no, no. It's more like the oldest it is an ancient wisdom. It is the oldest message ever. And it is what God determined as the way to bring out his best in us. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The crucifixion of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus. Is, is the old message that God determined to use to bring out his best in us, his best. God has a best of him in you and I. He says, long before we ever arrived on the scene, he already had this plan laid out way before you and I arrived. That's why wherever you are now in life, God already knew, God already knows, but he still sent his son to die for you. So don't stay there. Become spiritually mature. Find out, dig out his wisdom. Long before we arrived on the scene. So then now you have all these experts talking all kinds of nonsense. Now they talk now, they call this new age and this and that and the other. But God said long before we, any of us, long before any of these experts, so-called experts arrived on the scene, God already had his plan rolled out. It's ancient wisdom. It's ancient divine purpose. It's an ancient agenda. It's an ancient blueprint that existed before you and I. It continues to say, the experts of our day haven't a clue about what this eternal plan is. So we're busy following these people, listening to them, but they don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. As we end this podcast today, please be careful. Be careful for the sake of your mind, for the sake of your spirit, for the sake of your soul, for the sake of your body, for the sake of your heart. Be careful what you feed your mind, spirit, soul, and body with. Be careful who you listen to. God has an eternal plan for you. 
Before we arrived in the scene, he had a plan for us. And he rolled out this plan. Why? Because God had destined. He had destined us for a type of glory. Before time began. Before we ever existed. And none of the rulers of this age, none of the systems of this age, understood it or understand it or will ever understand it. The only way to understand it is by the Spirit of God. Let's go back to the very first scripture we read when we started this podcast. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, all the way to 12, he says the Spirit, he says these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. We have to go back to God to reveal to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, that is the Holy Spirit, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? You don't know what these experts are thinking. You don't know what they're really doing. They're not telling you everything. They're not telling me everything. But they keep taking from us and we keep following them. Why don't we follow Jesus who keeps giving to us and not taking from us? And it continues to say in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Let us yield to the Holy Spirit so that we know the thoughts of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely, freely given to us. It's free. These experts are asking us to pay but God freely, freely gave to us. Which would you prefer? Which would you prefer? May God keep you. May God bless you. May God give you wisdom. May God help you to make the right choices. May God help us all to go with the Spirit of God and yield to Him and reject the spirit of the world in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for being here. I don't take it for granted. Feel free to write to activategodspurpose at gmail.com or visit www.activategodspurpose.com. God bless you. God give you wisdom. God empower you to not be ashamed of the gospel. God empower you to choose Jesus. Jesus on the cross. Jesus crucified. Jesus and what he did on this earth. Jesus and who he still is. Jesus resurrected. May you have the strength and power to make that choice and not be ashamed of that choice. God bless you. May you not be fooled and tricked by the foolishness, the pretentious nonsense of this world. But may the spirit of truth fill your spirit and your mind and your soul and your heart and keep you and guard you and guide you in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.